hit me in the intro, so. Some may find the following disturbing. Discretion is advised. Barflies, welcome to the Barfly Tailgate Show. You already know it's live. It's done by Barflies for Barflies and all those other motherfucking Bears fans out there. Uh, you know, we just get a little playing time. We're back on the field. I mean, you know, uh, the beginning kind of looked like shit, but whatever. You know, we cleaned it up and, and walked away. If you want to call it a win, it's a win. It's a preseason game, whatever. Um, we'll kick it around the room. We'll talk a little bit about this. We'll talk about, uh, you know, some of, some of the BS that happened and then uh, some of the stuff that we're just, you know, already looking like we need life support for. Uh, but let's kick it around the room and go from there. First up is the bearded Bears fan, Mr. AC, the Kentucky kid, this motherfucker stroking a beard. Go ahead. What's up, man? <laughs> Good morning. What's going on, fellas? Uh, you know, the off season, I, I felt like it was forever, but. I don't know about y'all. I lived up my off season. I went to oh, DC. Yeah. I went to um, a Cubs game in Chicago, and they actually won. It was crazy. I went to uh, biggest the beach. biggest fucking urinal in Chicago. But go ahead. Hey, <laughs> it was my first time at Wrigley, so I enjoyed that. Oh, that's urinal. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm ready to get back and kick it with you guys and talk some Bears football. Rock my Mooney today because he made there a nice go. little catch yesterday, and uh, I'm excited for Bears football. Sort yeah, of. <laughs> uh, I am. I am too. I mean, you got. Of course, we're excited, but I just think that it's going to be a little scary in some places. But you know, whatever. Next, we'll go over to Mr. Jordan Silveria. He's out in Cali. It's it's an early morning for you, bud. You know, just just waking up, and we appreciate it. But what's up, dude? How you doing? Yes, sir. Good morning, Bobby. It's West Coast, best coast, as I like to say. And I mean, I fuck with you guys, but yeah, yeah, let's yeah. be very clear. It's uh, does it smell like victory this morning? Because it sure as hell does to me. <laughs> it's preseason, but I don't care. We take W's yeah. here. We love them. It's club dub regardless. So. Excited. We got four more coming for the year. That's about it. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, okay. anyway, we better enjoy them when we get them. So yeah. uh, excited to chop it down with you, brothers, today and talk about the talk about the game. And uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah, man. All right. And last but not least, we got Mr. Chris Watts across the pond. Chris, what's up, buddy? How you doing? 
I'm good, Bobby. Or should I say, Captain Bobby? Well done, mate. Oh, thanks, buddy. Thanks. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, good man yeah I'm, I'm good about it you can, you can tell you can tell Bobby's back <laughs> <laughs> a little loud a little, little uh, I don't know that, I was but, like oh shit maybe I came in too yeah, hot yeah I, I, I like it man yeah <laughs> no the energy <laughs> level is fucking high you scared of shit out of me I want to say well God, Bobby's back but no I, I'm I'm the uh, I'm good, mate. We're having a bit of a heat wave over here, so it's fucking boiling. But apart from that, yeah, good to be back talking best football with fellas. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. And KB's going to join us a little later. He's uh, he's leaving the firehouse, and, you know, he's sliding down the pole or whatever he does over there, and he's on his way over. So so we'll see we'll see how that shit goes in a minute. the hell are you laughing at, girl? You see me over here with a headset on? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let, let, let's get into this game and see, you know, get, get the thoughts from uh, yesterday. Let's just start, I mean, Obviously, we'll start with the first string, um, you know, the first, first couple of drives there. Um, I thought, I mean, let's, I guess we'll just start with Fields, right? Fields came out. He, I think he looked all right. I still think he's got a, I mean, he took two sacks, you know what I mean? And, and last year, I think he had a total of like 35 sacks. It was in the high 30s, man. And those things definitely need to come down. He takes two sacks right off the, well, not right off the rip, but one in each drive. And um, they, I guess it started looking good at that last one, that, kind of throw up to Sajay Sharp, right, where he, he brings it in, and that drive kind of looked better. But uh, there's still some concerns there. AC, what would you see on this first string uh, offense yesterday? I mean, like you said, there was way too much pressure, and it seemed like Chris Jones kind of had his way with whoever we put in there. Um, but I did like what I saw out of Braxton Jones holding his own at left tackle. Um, even though it's preseason, he's a fifth round rookie yeah. out of Southern Utah and he was holding his own out there actually on that Tajay Sharp pass that everyone sees the chiefs were sending a blitz and he held his own over there, you know, and that was, uh, that was telling to me. And then of course, like I said, I liked the Mooney catch. I thought that was a good, I think that's going to be a good, they've built chemistry this off season. And I think right. they're. They're going to build on that this season through the year. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I think the same thing. The, I mean, he came in and filled at, at left tackle. He did, he did well. Um, there's a couple things about the base I wanted to see, right? Um, like his base and, and his stance alone. I mean, you've seen him get kind of bulldozed back and step on fields. Um, that's something, you know, he stepped on fields ankle there. But that's something fields needs to be aware of too. And he, he's sitting in that side and it's like uh, – you know, a couple of those, he doesn't even see him coming. And the one, the I think it was the first sack, Fields had room to step up in the pocket and still deliver the ball. Uh, he just stepped the wrong way. Jordan, what did you see yesterday with that first string uh, offense coming out there? Yeah, so many areas to talk about. But, I mean, we'll start with what Tareen's saying here because I think this is so valuable and it's going to drip a little bit into people kind of thinking Tevin Jenkins, for example, had a bad yep. day because he had the situation where Simeon, for example, rolled out, scrambled outside and you've got a Zer Kamara there where, look, he's already long-arming Tevin. All he has to do is turn around and hit the quarterback. So as much as we want to sit there and blame the offensive lineman going back to that first string, Skokes had said it, Tareen setting it now. You as a quarterback, it's your job. You have – look, let's think about it this way. The offensive line have – they don't have eyes in the back of their head. As a matter of fact, they're going against guys that get to step forward. Yeah, they're yeah. Over here dancing backwards. And you want them to all of a sudden know what lanes that, you, that you're going to take to step up and move around the pocket? You yeah. as a quarterback, it's your responsibility to not leave your offensive line out to dry. 
and step up when you need to or step out. Those are things that I think we've seen field struggle with last year. It's a it's a preseason game. Let's not take anything too serious about it. My if if I'll I'll start stop with this so we can get you know Chris's opinion on it too. My big issue is that we've heard it that the receivers may not be all that and that this team likes to run the ball. We've heard from various beat reporters that they run the ball really well in camp. The Chiefs are not – they're not a slouch defense, but they are not going to be a top-five defense in DVOA likely. And for you to go out there and not be able to get displacement and push and get yards off the ball – and I know David Montgomery is not playing. I get that. But Khalil Herbert had no problem putting 100 yards up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year. Yeah. So find a way to get them off the ball and get a few yards so that you can hopefully get Justin Fields some respect so that he can drop back without the defense pinning their ears back. So that's really the issue I had. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that running game was was the same. You know, it's a you see Herbert, he, the lanes were closed. Herbert tried to cut back in that first couple drives there. Um I think he cut back on both of them, honestly. Um but you you're right. You don't have that kind of beast attack, you know, and just kind of getting downfield. I mean, without Montgomery in there, Herbert's not going to bulldoze anybody. He's more agile and, you know, he's going to bounce back and forth. Um, getting somebody in there to kind of beast mode somebody or, or, you know, truck stick. And even if it's only three yards and you come in and you truck stick somebody, that does pay dividends later on in the game. So so who knows? But the, the run game is definitely – I think the whole offense is honestly a concern. We just have to figure out the identity. You know what I mean? There's not really – it's it's new. I do think – I know somebody commented on it earlier. Uh, Larry Golden put it in there. That shot against uh, – Getsy on the sidelines with Justin and they're both, it was a shit drive. That first drive was a shit drive and they're still on the sidelines and they're smiling and he's pointing something out and they're kind of, you know, whatever. Um, I think it is telling on how that relationship is. Chris, what'd you think about that? Uh, you know, the first couple drives there. Uh, very much agreement with what you guys said. I mean, I did notice that they did seem to get quite a lot of pressure right up front to fields his face. So it never seems like how much time to set his feet. His feet never seem to look right to me. Uh, and also when they're running the gap, gap running scheme as well, a lot of times that their linebacker or the or the D lineman managed to shoot through the gap uh, to make the tackle. But it's 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 so hard because obviously they only they only do like two drives to start. So it's so hard they need to sort of put it into perspective at the moment. But I just think I just think it's like you know it's it's the first preseason game and you know mistakes are allowed at this time of the season. Yeah, of course. And I, I agree. I mean, I think it's mistakes are allowed right now. And, it, and everybody's, you know, getting the feel for each other in in full, uh, you know, action place. They're kind of full full setup. Um, I mean, we only have, what, the one returning starting lineman. So it's going to be rough. They're going to have to gel. They're going to have to get together. I mean, we've seen this in the past couple of years. This line has just been fucking, you know, Plug and play. Just just throw something there. What, what is it, AC? Just throw something at the wall and see what sticks. Throw shit at the wall and see what sticks, man. Yeah. Pig yeah. Simmons and Arlington Hambright, baby. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So so it's it's definitely it's definitely something that needs to to work into its own. Um I mean, let's flip over to the other side of the ball. I think offense. I mean, well, I know Badge wanted us to talk about it, so we'll we'll, we'll throw it out there right now. That that hit on Fields when he's sliding, I can't believe that wasn't called mm. to begin with. Yeah. Um, I can, and I, it, yeah, and then shit like that. I mean, you got him ankle stepped on, right? Then you get this hit. I get that it's football, but it's also like somebody needs to. We even did it too, but we didn't hit. Uh, what's his name? 
I think it was their their second drive or third drive. It wasn't it wasn't uh, on Mahomes, but Bris- Brisker came in like a damn torpedo. But he shot right yeah. over the top of the dude. Like you better get down. Like it's yeah. not just get halfway down. Get all the way down because I'm coming over the top. So I think that hit on him was bullshit. Uh, fields popped up. Whatever. Nothing was called. I think something should have been called. But then again, we're you know. It's probably just because it was on us. If it was on them, I mean, I'd have been like, fuck yeah, that was clean. The, the, thing, <laughs> that, the thing that, that gets <laughs> right. me, we saw, this, we saw this last year as well. When Fields slides, he tends to keep his body upright instead of yeah. laying all the way out. And you got to lay out or you're going to get – you know what I'm saying? They're going to try and take the shot if it's yeah. there. Yeah, that's kind of what I was saying with Brisker. The way Brisker came in flying over the mm-hmm. top, obviously – the slide into the play was good, but Fields kind of sits, you know, he's like kind of damn in a, in a recliner when he does it, you know, he's just like barely sits back and like a baseball slide. Yeah. And he's going to get, he's going to get taken out doing that shit. Um, I don't know. A couple comments in here saying, yeah, Fields needs to slide better. Um, you know, people saying he slid late is bullshit. I mean, obviously they knew he was going to give himself up. I just don't think, you know how there's those quarterbacks, and I think Fields did it a couple times last year, which will like start to slide. Like Rodgers has done it before; they'll start to slide, but then they run for a couple more. Like I think at any time where you, I don't know, man. I mean, some sometimes I just want it to be open season. Hey, let them slide. Fucking somebody tackle them. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I get it, but uh, it is football, so you know we'll go from there. Uh, Brisker was yeah. a stud. I like the pro- way he probably just be- good. Uh, it probably just didn't want to slide on that pitch. <laughs> it probably just didn't like, yeah. like have a look at that pitch. Didn't really want to slide on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it, but yeah, I mean, there it is. I think it was BS. It should have been called. It wasn't called. Whatever. Uh, you know, we move on and go from there. I kind of liked how you know the couple of linemen, a couple people came to his defense, uh, tossing people around. But you know, it is. It's football, and that's where we're at. Um, let's move over to the other side of the ball. Defense, I mean, totally new look than we've seen in years. Um, kind of going back to the old style look. Um, you know, let's get into the defense and then we'll get into Roquan after this and, and everything going on with him and the stuff that came out last week. Um, but Chris, let's just start with you, man. What'd you think of the defense? What'd you think of, uh, I mean, Mahomes kind of came out and just fucking tore us apart a little bit, but it is Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. But, uh, but go ahead, man. What'd yeah, you the- think of the defense? I, I was just gonna say I would have sat there thinking after the first couple of drives going, oh man, they're just like, like slicing us up. But like you said, that is Patrick Mahomes, so I just thought rationalize your fucking fears, man. You know what I mean? But uh, I thought the defense overall played well. I mean, I've, I I think that uh, rookie uh, linebacker he was just flying everywhere. So I mean, I don't know if he might just be like one of them preseason stars, and you might not ever see him again. But I yeah. thought the defensive backs played well. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. The defensive backs, I mean, other than Mahomes, and we were down a lot of guys. We didn't get to see Kyler Gordon, uh, but Jaquan Brisker, as everyone has mentioned, he looked like a beast. He looked like the real deal, and he's allowing Eddie Jackson to go back to roaming the center field, which is what I like about bringing in Jaquan. Jalen Johnson looked like he's supposed to look, you know, Um and I just – when I was watching that first drive and Mahomes was just carving us up, I was like, how did – when we brought Nagy in, how did this not happen 
in Chicago. <laughs> I don't know if it's an Andy Reid thing or 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 what, but even like on their touchdown throw, it was that little almost screen pass to a tight end that we tried time and time again, and we could never block it upright. So I don't know. It just that drove me crazy about that off about seeing the Kansas City offense continue to click and we yeah. couldn't get that here. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I well, I, I think so bad. I think it shows that that has nothing to do with fucking Nagy, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's just, I mean, those guys too, they've been they've been doing it a while. Um, they've been in that read offense and they've been doing it a while. But then again, I mean, the credit has to go to to their adjustments, man, because Kansas City might be, I mean, I don't know how how it looks by number number wise, but they have so many broken plays that turn into adjustments, rollouts. You know what I mean? Uh, the right step in the pocket, like we were just talking about. Mahomes makes the right movement in the pocket, adjusts the field, and hits those little ones that end up going deep. Um, you know, or get them big chunks. I mean, they could have had that that one deep pass that was just barely missed. I think it was the first drive. They still ended up scoring with uh, Bell, but. I mean, that one, he kind of laid out for it, and it would have been, you know, one of our DBs would have not got torched, but the dude would have scored a touchdown. He would have caught it and, and you know, ended up in the end zone. Um, but that was another rollout kind of kind of step up and gun. Um, and that's what Mahomes does. And I think that there is a lot that, that Fields can take from, you know, going back and watching this game and kind of <laughs> watching what, what happens on the other side of the ball too because – the same scenarios with the line and and uh, and that happened. The the pocket collapsed. He moves up. He steps up. He he rolls right, rolls left, um, and Fields just needs to get better at that. I think. But defensive wise, um, yeah, Brisker looked good. I think he's going to come up and he's a. Uh, I think he's Kyle Fuller kind of comparable. I mean, he comes he comes running up. He gets his his head in the game. You know, he does these little uh, the or the hits that he's taking. The only thing I don't like. And it's not personal. I just just for him, um, he does kind of come up and lead with that helmet and fly in. You've seen him mm. a few times come up, and he, it's you know, it's potential for injury, which would fucking suck because we can't really afford to lose too many more guys. But uh, I just think I think he played well. I think that the linebacking core, those those underneath routes, those drag routes, all that, we get murdered on those by everybody, and it. You've seen a couple of them happen again yesterday, and you're like, shit, man. Like, uh, you know, here we go. But this this defense is all about speed. It's all about speed and getting and getting to where they need to be. Brisker made some good plays on the ball. Um, I think they'll I think they'll hold their own throughout. Uh, especially you're missing Roquan, uh, who we'll get into in a second. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think they played well. What do you what do you got, Jordan? What do you think on the defense? Yeah, to me, I think something to keep in mind really is that this Ibraflus defensive scheme, this system is predicated on very, especially in preseason even more, it's very simplistic in its design of, look, we're going to run some cover one, yeah, some cover three, some cover two, maybe an occasional cover one robber, maybe some buzz week. For those that I know I'm talking a little bit of scheme, that means your safety's coming down to rob the middle of the field. Uh, cover three buzz week, you're running three three deep you have deep thirds in the back half as well as your your strong safety typically brisker in the situation is buzzing down on the weak side um, to cover that back half so that your post responsibilities it can be taken by eddie and you're not getting conflict sorry i don't sorry about that. i don't kind of go deep here but the whole general point of that is you're and this is what i worry about in the season when you're going to go up against aaron Rodgers or patrick mahomes and look it's worked in indianapolis 
It's worked in Chicago. It's worked in Tampa Bay. I'm not so worried about it, but the whole idea is that when you play this simple defensive bend, don't break, and you don't have a lot of exotic looks, when you play the elite quarterbacks, you saw it there. I mean, Patrick Mahomes had this beautiful throw where he's stepping up, looks like he's going to run, and he's literally looking at the linebacker just to float it past him to Travis Kelsey, and that's the Patrick Mahomes special. What I think you're hoping as a Bears fan, and I don't even think it's just us, I think it's Eberflus, this whole bend-don't-break system only works when you're going, look, they're probably going to score on us, but can we find a way to get a turnover, a punch-out, uh, a tip ball for an interception? That's how we stop a Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. And the reality is it just didn't happen yesterday. They yeah. – no sacks. There was decent amounts of pressure, but no tip balls. I actually think, to be fair – it kind of broke even as much as we wish that they would have found a way to get that turnover. And that's how you stop a Patrick Mahomes. I'm thanking God that they weren't just torching Lamar Jackson out there uh, on the other side of Jalen. So it, you know, it could have been better, but I think it's somewhat par for the course of when you're playing the top five quarterback, that's the result you're going to get. Yeah. And, and I think it's a lot better to open up the, your first preseason game, right. Against Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs. And you, it's a good measuring stick. I mean, it's better than open up against Detroit, fucking Don Burr. Uh, but you know what I mean? It's, you, you open up against uh, Patrick Mahomes and you, you know, because everybody at the start of the season is like, oh, yeah, our defense looks good. Like this, you know, the players, I'm saying, like the team wise, they, there's always that gel and there's that, you know, belief in, in what they're doing and, and whatever, how they're running it. Then you come out against Mahomes and get fucking lit up like that. Um, at least the first drive. Um, and, you know, it, it's a good measuring stick for you to go back. Like, damn, bro. Like, our shit ain't as tight as we thought it was. Um, and then, of course, with Roquan missing. I mean, Roquan, we seen it last week. Supposedly, he's, he's his own – well, not supposedly. He's his own agent. He's requested a trade. But now, supposedly, somebody is speaking for him um and reaching out to teams which is tampering and illegal as fuck because the dude's not uh nfl certified to do that um so maybe it's a bait thing i don't know i think it's more grounds for the bears to be like hey you know what the, what are you doing here what's going on but uh um supposedly requested it they said they talked to him he's on the sidelines still right they talked to him whatever it was like two days ago and he said now nah, he's he's working through it nothing's changed but I don't know, man. That's obviously we're missing a lot of the defense. A lot of the defense got got pulled and and sent away or or traded away or not resigned. Um, and I'm sure there's some bitterness with him. You know what I mean? And and how it all went down. I mean, he just gutted all of his all of his boys are gone now, and now he's on. It feels like he's on a rebuild and doing it. And he's been shunned a couple times for, you know, the pro bowl and this and that. And I think he's just got a lot of uh built up, you know, I don't know, just anger and, and just pissed off at everybody. Um, what are your guys thoughts on, on Roquan and if he's coming back and, and how the bears are going to start finding him for not practicing uh, AC, we'll start with you, man. What's your thoughts with Roquan and everything? I feel like it's a poker game. Like he came in, he did mm -hmm. all the off season, uh, stuff that he didn't have to do he came in and did it and then he was like well i've showed you i feel like he was trying to show the new regime yeah i'm here to play i want to play and then when they came in with a contract that he felt disrespected by and i haven't i've heard rumors of the numbers 
Um, but I, but none of us really know what they offered him. And Ryan Poles talked about having historical pieces in the contract that he felt like shouldn't have made him feel disrespected. But it's 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 a poker game. They're going back and forth, uh, calling each other's bluffs. They put him on the pup so he didn't have to worry about the media, or they didn't have to talk about it because he was an injured player. And then they pulled him off the pup, and they were like, "Your move, Roquan." After he went, after he went, you know, to through Ian Rappaport and released that statement. Um, I don't know if they'll find him. If they do find him, maybe they'll put something a little extra in his contract to cover those fines. Yeah. But I think it ends up getting worked out. I mean, he's a big part of this defense, but Ryan Poles is smart. He 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 knows he has a rebuild ahead of him. He's got a Justin Fields contract possibly in two years. He's got a Darnell Mooney. If he, if he continues to ascend and be the number one wide receiver, that's going to be a big contract the way these wide receivers are getting paid. So he's looking at the future, not just this year. And yeah, I, I agree. And I think what Cliff says here reminds me almost exactly of Roquan's first signing where he did the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, Roquan's at a disadvantage here. Yeah. Um, you don't he's have, so. yeah, he's under contract, but when you don't have, when you don't have one of these guys an agent that's hired to do these things, to, to speak in these terms, to, to find the loophole or to find the added, this added that, um, and to, to kind of go back and bargain for you and negotiate for you. I think you're at a total disadvantage Um, because then the personal part of it comes into play. You know what I mean? It's like somebody coming to you, you know, back and forth and, and how does Roquan go back and forth with just him? Like, uh, I don't know, you know, and now he's he's employed by the organization and for him to to not throw a fit. Right. But for him to fucking put his foot down and say, nope, this or that or this, I just feel like it's more it's going to get more personal um, than it needs to be. And he he needs an agent. I don't care if you have an agent the other right. three years. I don't care if you I have mean, one the other, we, the other three years. We don't years, know how often this stuff gets said behind closed doors yeah. and the agent just kind of goes to the player and says it to them in a different way. But speaking of holding in and, uh, and, and guys showing up and not really working a whole lot, just kind of showing up, you know, riding the bike on the sideline and stuff. My man KB's here, so I'll go ahead and bring him in. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, brother? Oh, the hurt. Man, just fucking tee that thing up. Here you go. Right. <laughs> just let it fly, didn't he? God, they hurt my feelings, man. Hurt my feelings. Hey, What's going thanks. on, fam? Thanks for joining us today, KB. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What's going on, people, man? What? I see you, we, we on this broke wine thing, I'm man. I'm filled up by the- <laughs> Man, just, just killed me. Then he came in talking about you know some drugs. You know you <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, people, man? What's going on with all the fans in the chat room and everything like that? My boy Bobby Bombs back in the stadium. Hey, hey, hey. You talk about somebody that took some time off, boy. Hey, what man, you mean? it's the off season, man. I gotta get my body right. You know what I'm saying? I stay, I, I stay in my bulk phase over Bobby's here. The bulk phase. That's what I stay was. in my bulk phase, baby. Hey, my, my boy. He said, "You know what, man? I'm going here. Skip OTAs. I'm gonna skip training camp. I'm just gonna come back and play the game. Just, just know that. I'll be back." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, man. 
good being back, man. Took a little bit of a hiatus, man. It's good seeing you fellas on the on the, on the screen, man. It's good seeing you, man. Good hearing the voices. Uh, I see my boy. You know what I'm saying? AC been out here just glow trotting all over the place, man. Posting yeah, man. all these pics on vacations and whatnot. My boy Jordan just on everything, you know, got his hands and everything. Then you got my boy across the pond with, with my boy C Dub. What's good, C Dub? <laughs> yeah, I do man. Care, B, man. Oh man, you know me, man. Just, and I've been, just, I've been, know, I've been absolutely bike. fucking nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm right there with you, baby. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, I did that. You know, the same thing in the off season. Try to do my best pit bull impression and fucking Mr. Worldwide and just go everywhere. But you know, it, it is how it is, man. And that's that's Thanks. just it. But we're we're all back now. We're you know ready to do this thing. Um, KB, we're just talking about you know Roquan and and the contract and and all that. And I was just saying, you know, kind of saying the same thing. Somebody just put in the chat that he just needs an agent and he needs to worry about yeah. the football side of things. Um, you know, learning this new defense and and he's going to be the weak side linebacker in this new defense. Um, and just, you know, learning it, getting it down and and going from there and let somebody else worry about everything else. But, you know, who knows? We're kind of stuck. You think you think Roquan's coming back or you think they'll eventually work this thing out or is he just going to be fucking traded off? I don't know, man. It's kind of it's kind of hard to say, you know, uh, as fans, we want that homegrown player, you know, so to speak, to be to be retained, to be kept in the building. Just like I said, Roquan was drafted here. We've seen Roquan bud into the player that he is now. Uh, you know, arguably a top five linebacker. I wouldn't say top three. I'm saying top five. <laughs> but the, the kid, is a, he's, a, he's a game changer. You know, he he's all over the field. He flies around everything he does. Uh, it's hard to see those players leave the building, especially when you don't yeah. have – a lot of players like that, like, you know what I'm saying? To me, it's always that, that additive of saying, Oh, every time the bears get somebody that's decent, they have to be, they have to be let go and go somewhere else. Like, no, that's, that's how you build a team. You have to start keeping some of these guys around. So the, the, the payment he's looking for, man, uh, the, the 20, <laughs> that's <laughs> steep. But then again, you look at it, who, who else are you paying right now? You know, uh, I'm not saying just go out and blow absolute dollars on this man and, you know, saying handicap us for the next five or six years. But if, if something can be worked out, I would love to see it worked out. Uh, Roquan made a bit of a power play and he, he got that, the hammer back. Yeah. <laughs> Old said, I'm not going to play games with you. I, I I tried to be nice with you and put you on the PUP. And we got this thing worked out so we wouldn't have to, we wouldn't have to find you. But <laughs> yeah, us, I'm going to put with me. So, We'll, we'll see what happens, man. Uh, that to me, that that I mean, I understand you want to get paid, so you're gonna you're gonna do whatever you got to do. But man, that might not have been the right move with this this new this new GM, bro. Yeah, I mean, for for me, man, some of it. I, when you come to when you talk about polls and you know new GM thing, I think one of once you let Mac go, right, and Goldman's gone, and Hicks is gone, and and all this like all these moving parts, I think polls kind of I won't say drop the ball, but me personally, I probably would have attacked it differently. Like, okay, Max gone, this is gone, whatever, gone, gone, gone. Here, boom, solid foundation. Roquan, this is what we're talking about. Look at, we want you to be whatever. I know, I know we had to let some of your boys go. I know you, you might be a little upset, but we want to build a future with you. Here's what we want to do, whatever. And depending on what the numbers were, like AC was saying earlier, if the numbers just fucking astronomical and he's asking way too much, well then, then you know that's on on 
Roquan, if if we're talking a if we're talking a couple million dollar difference right here, who fucking cares, man? Just you know, slap the table, get it done, whatever, and and let him come back in and build this thing up. Um, you know, I I don't know. That's just kind of where I'm at, it. and I think I've I've covered enough on it. Jordan, what do you see on this one on Roquan and, and your thoughts on uh you know the longevity of him being with the Bears? Yeah, to me, I don't think that this strings on together too much longer. I think that when you really consider it, this is a situation where everybody needs each other. And even when you talk about trading Roquan, I mean, seriously, it's a devalued position. You have to think about it from the other team's perspective. Even if I really love Roquan and I'd like to acquire him as a talent on my team, we've already established pretty clearly that Roquan wants a record contract. So I not only have to give a record contract to a guy that may not be the top at his position, but real close to it, I also have to pay the Chicago Bears sub. So I've got to pay two people to get one talent. It just doesn't make sense. As opposed yeah. to considering all the things in Chicago's land. Eberflus, defensive coach. Eberflus values that will position. He's homegrown talent, so there's a reason to keep him. You can probably keep him in-house. He actively says he wants to be a Chicago Bear. You're going to feel like you're missing him, as you saw yesterday in the preseason game. There's too many reasons to say let's keep this man in. If I could add one little thing to kind of just make sure everybody's clear on it. When you add him to the PUP, he can show up, no penalties, no fines. Took him off the PUP. This is the part just so we're clear on it. He is only fined or penalized if he does not show up. Yeah. Because he's showing up and holding in, it becomes more of a private. Not losing money. <laughs> so you can penalize or fine him if you've removed him from the PUP and he shows up, but he is not practicing. Right, right. However, okay. if you decide to fine him, it's not public. You do not know if the Bears are doing it. Just as equal as he can show up, not practice, and you go, oh, no problem. It's cool. We're not going to find you. Just don't practice. We won't get to know what's really going on. But, of course, it'll be telling one way or another. If they want to start finding him and, and uh, penalizing him, I'm sure he'll want to return to camp soon. There may be some animosity. They may still be keeping it relatively cool, calm, and collected and say, just show up. You're not on the PUP. We won't yeah. find you. No, let's get done so i mean we'll see but i think that there's no reason why he won't be a chicago bear it just makes too much sense to keep him in town yeah agreed and i think like like we were saying it's just if it's a matter of money i don't know what the difference is or what they're talking and obviously we're not into all that but <laughs> i just think you get it done uh chubbs chubbs throws in there i don't get why people uh think ryan poles represents their interest i don't think i mean Maybe people do think that, but I really don't think that. I think he he does what you know what the organization wants. That's who he's employed by. Um, but I I just personally think for the organization that solidifying Roquan and having this already done um, should have been the move after you kind of depleted um, the veteran esque part of your defense and you you know some of your leaders were gone. Um, and to have one solid dude just come in and run things um, would have been the way to go. But but who knows? I don't know if he's too tight to pay an agent. He ain't budging. Yeah, I don't know, Caesar. I mean, who knows why? I mean, maybe he thinks he's <laughs> fucking chance of the NFL. You know what I mean? He don't want an agent. He don't want no company. He's just going to fucking run it on, on his own. But I mean, um, if we want to grieve, if we want to grieve somebody a little bit, we can grieve Ryan Pace here for not getting the deal done sooner. I mean, this is the reality. And we're not even talking just about the linebackers, but I'll give you an example. Dak Prescott with the Cowboys, the Kirk Cousin. The whole issue with those guys is you wait to pay them, and you're always going to have to pay them more than getting the job done early. If you know he's a good player, if you know he's a guy, if you know he fits the culture, it's your responsibility to get the job done sooner. 
so that two or three years into the deal, it looks pretty good compared to when Shaq Leonard or Fred Warner are signing their $20 million a year yeah, deals. Yeah, $97 million five-year deals and shit. Yeah, we shouldn't uh, be here trying to get a contract. It would have been, it should have been done well before his fifth year option even enacted. So, yeah, I mean, but is part of that because he doesn't have a fucking agent? Is part of that like, you know, well, hey, sorry, it's it's mid season. I'm I'm focused here. Uh, can we talk about this later? You know, or whatever. I mean, if he had an agent, that shit could be getting worked out while Roquan's at practice, while he's in the gym, while he's playing games, and not distracting him from the gameplay. Um, and and who knows? I I mean. Granted, Pace fucked up a lot of shit. Agreed. Um, but I don't know, man. I think not having an agent is the is the worst part about it. Um, I think Roquan's uh should be a stable in Chicago. I think he's done great for the fucking city and he's he's you know, he's been shunned by the NFL a couple times. Um, but I think he is, you know, a fan favorite or or one of the obviously one of the best players on the fucking defense. Um and that's just you know, kind of where I'm at. How he fits in this new defense, I think he's one of the guys that it doesn't really matter. He fits into any fucking defense. You get Roquan Smith, and he's going to fit into your defense no matter what scheme you're running. Um, and, you know, I guess that's just just where I'm at on that. Uh, KB, we, we kind of went around before you hopped in. Um, what would you think of this offense and, and just offense, defense? What did you think of the game yesterday, man? What are some standouts for you? Standouts definitely just <clears throat> the defense, man. Uh <laughs> I haven't watched the defense play and had that much fun just watching in a long time. Just seeing people swarm to the ball. Uh, the, man, it, it, you, you can tell the, the stark difference between an Eberflus-led team and a, and a Matt Nagy-led team. Because, man, some of the boys on defense are flying around. The brisker? Oh, that <laughs> – that's a topic for for a whole for a whole section by itself, because the man literally forced the damn three and out by himself. Like, <laughs> but uh, offense, uh, I say we get into, we get into some of the more our end points. Uh, offense, you could tell it's a lot of work that needs to be done. Uh, I'm not gonna sit here and say that Justin Fields lit it up, but you you see that the offensive line isn't where it needs to be. I'm wondering if Patrick is that much of a, a factor uh, because Mustafro's getting rolled over. It just he's, You can tell when there's somebody who's more technique and just smaller and can't do it compared to the corn-fed big dude that's like, I'm big and I can do this. So uh, I would love to see what the line looks like when he comes back. I feel like he uh, feel to have more time to actually sit in the pocket. Because yesterday you seen them just rolling out, and you you seen that pocket starting to collapse. Uh, the wide receiver core, you you got everybody missing. I mean, Mooney's gonna be Mooney. You seen the catch? It was beautiful. Uh, the running backs, I think we need to stop with this comparison of Khalil Herbert being better than David Montgomery. Khalil Herbert's a great player, but I don't think he can carry a team on his back like David Montgomery. Nah, he's a, yeah, he's a scat back. I wouldn't even say oh. he's a great. I wouldn't even say he's a great player. He's a good player at the proper time in the game. He's not a fucking David Montgomery <laughs> by any means. Debo, uh, he that man has a lot of dog in him. He, yeah. he and he's an all around player. We've seen uh, my man Herbert have some concentration drops. It's just like, yeah, yeah bro. I, I get his first preseason game. He might be a little hyped up being out there, but those are catches you got to make. Uh, 
But man, it's it was it was a is I'm just I'm sorry. The defense was a lot of fucking fun to watch, man. <laughs> they were just fun. And then this this Trenton Gill kid, Jesus, who who is this punter, bro? I'm like, he is <laughs> dropping them in inside the fives. Like, who is this dude, man? And then he ran my man out of bounds on one. I was just like, yeah. If uh if our boy Sam <laughs> Sam Warren could have got to the damn ball at one time, it, this kid wouldn't have put one in the end zone at all. Yeah. So that that's that's exciting to see. I I it's kind of weird to talk about the punter, but but we always do. I mean, remember the fucking mega punt, the big story that came out on fucking mega punt. Like, how are we infatuated with fucking punters? You know what I mean? That's you know what we wouldn't even know who the fucking punter was if our offense could just execute. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? We get excited about something that's like, hey, I got a great fucking spare tire, bro. You should come look at it. My spare tire is fucking awesome, and, and I should never fucking use it, but it's great. And, you know, like <laughs> My spare tire was signed by Michelin him goddamn self. You need to come see this. That's how I felt last night with Trinity. Said this mother, he's been endorsed by the greatest punters ever. He's dropping them inside the five. Come watch <laughs> but uh i mean yeah i, I mean we'll, we'll get around all these other players man but like like i said yes yesterday you seen the offense was uh was a little slow to start uh i think once the backups got in and uh we we got simeon in simeon has a, a lot more he seems more comfortable in the pocket than fields does right now which i mean it's, it's not bad to say because simeon's done this for a while he's been a starter in denver he's been uh, a player on the Saints roster that's contributed, you know what I'm saying, immensely. Uh, and you just seen him orchestrate the offense. He didn't have to do anything special. Just put yeah. the ball where the, where the ball needs to be. And that, that was nice to see. Um, I believe when Fields gets to that point where he feels that he's more comfortable in the pocket, you'll see that level of com- that calmness in the pocket. And then on top of that with the big plays, which, which would be special. But, yeah, man, yeah, we, that's, that's we, how I feel. Yeah, we kind of got into it earlier. Um, just we kind of touched on it a little bit that Fields' pocket presence is, you know, is still lacking in a sense. Um, granted, some of it might be, you know, this whole new offensive line. I think we have one returning starter, but I mean, his pocket presence is is kind of lacking. You know, his his footwork yeah. and and the way he steps up or, or moves in the pocket, um, it is it it suffers uh, and it gets him stepped on or it gets him sacked. I mean. Like we said, he took 35, I think it is. I might be wrong, but it's right in the 30s. 35, 36 sacks last year. Um, and to start out on, you know, <laughs> yes, yesterday with two of them. Um, he got 10 of them in Cleveland. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lucky for you, your cousin was able to fucking show you how that works firsthand, you know? Right. <laughs> but uh, let's, let's, let's go ahead back. Let's move back. I do. I mean, and granted, like, look, I get the punter talk and, and, I think the, he is good. Whatever. I get it. He is good. I'm just saying, like, we can't fucking throw praises, even though he's doing his job exactly what he should. If his punts were, like, two yards, we'd be talking shit about him. Oh, yeah. So, and to play devil's advocate, <laughs> yeah, to play devil's advocate, okay, we got a good punter. You guys, congratulations. Fuck. Now, from here, um, <laughs> let's go to uh, this wide receiving core. One of the biggest uh, areas on the offense that – I honestly think it's offensive line, but everybody else is saying, you know, the wide receiving core is just depleted and this and that. Um, 
I think they kind of showed up yesterday. Um, I'm, I like Tajay Sharp. I always have. For some reason, I fucking used to take him in fantasy all the time. And I think the dude's only got me like a few touchdowns. But I just like the kid, man. Um, and, and going around the room on, on the wide receiver core, Mooney's obviously a beast. Um, I think his that connection is going to continue to grow. You've seen that one uh, deep ball to Mooney where he kind of just hung it up there for him. Um, he had one-on-one coverage, hung it up, said, here, fucking get after it. Um, and Mooney did exactly what it, what needed to be done. Um, thoughts on the wide receiving core, Jordan, we'll start with you and, uh, and see what you think, man, on, uh, how big of a, you know, of a miss is it by not signing somebody in the off season, or do you think we did exactly what we needed to do and then beef up in the other areas? Uh, no, I think you're going to hear a little bit of pushback from me on if we did what we should have done. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's hard. It's hard watching the guy like George Pickens over there catching for Mitch Trubisky and, Mason Rudolph and thinking that that guy could have been with Fields, but I understand you don't get brisker, you don't get Gordon, but and, and Bill KB here had talked previously on Barfly Tailgate that if you look at this system, if you look at San Francisco, they've never been able to have a true number one wide receiver, even Debo guys. I mean Dante Pettis, uh, Brandon Ayuk, they're more gadget players. So I'm not saying that you have to have that bona fide number one wide receiver. Moving on to Mooney, one of the things that I will give him credit for, because I've often been kind of called a hater of him because I don't think he's a wide receiver one, the area I think Mooney's been missing most, and you could look back to last year, is I need a guy, and the, the term I like to use is like, go get me a bucket. I think of Michael Irvin. I think of the best receivers in the league where, look, it's fourth and three, it's third and seven, it's third and 12. I don't care what the situation is. When I need you to make a play, you get it done for me. And that's really in the only area I think I've seen for Mooney where it wasn't being done. And watching him yesterday, seeing the family fest catch, the one-hander, it looks like he's now becoming that ball winner where, look, I throw it up to you. You find a way to snag it down. I don't care if you're 180, if you're 210, just get it done. So that's really promising. You're seeing the chemistry there. Something I put on Twitter yesterday is that watching Fields to Mooney is like watching candy, taking candy from a baby. It's just, it's sweet. It's almost like you just go, oh, he's thrown it to Mooney. They'll, They'll figure it out. As far as the other guys, I think Tajay Sharp obviously rose his stock some. That was a beautiful throw by Fields, the most impressive of the day to me. An even more impressive catch in many ways for him to find a way to corral it with one hand. <laughs> other than that, though, I mean, this is why it's a little bit concerning. We'll see where, you know, Nikhil Harry is when he comes back and things of that sort. But you're not going to be able to do much when you're running Simba Webster out there and – Daz Newsom's <laughs> got a touchdown, but that, I mean, let me be clear. Daz is cool, but that was much more of a scheme. That was a smash concept on the yeah. right side of the end zone. He's dropping balls. Dante Pettis had that 125, 26 yard catch. And I like Dante Pettis, but I just don't know where you're getting the pop from these guys. We've all talked about Equinemia St. Brown. He was out there. Tajay Sharp showed up more than Equinemia St. Brown. And look, St. Brown, if we're going to give him credit because he's the most trustworthy guy and he knows the offense, you should be knowing the offense when it comes to preseason time and find a way to get open. And I do have real concerns about what you're rolling out there for your quarterback, your young quarterback to get, you know, the most time, not with just offensive line, but who's catching the ball for him. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, there is, I think we, you know, I, I agree with you on the Mooney thing. I don't think he's a number one. I think he's, he definitely is talented. He can develop. Um, but the problem is, is, you know, who's, who's next. Um, and if we're putting all of our fucking chips on Tajay Sharp, I mean, whatever, he came out, he had a good game, but it's, it's still, there's still some lacking there. Uh, if we're going to be, 
depending on the scheme, you know, and, and all that, if, if that's what we're going to do, then, then maybe we do have some of these quick hitters. I mean, we didn't see, wasn't, there's still pieces that can step up and come in, but um, you know, I think a lot of this goes to developing too. You know, how did, how does this new coaching staff develop their players? We've seen in the past that there wasn't any development. There wasn't like really, they weren't building off of anything. There was no developing of the players. We kind of brought them in. They were here. Then they left here. They left. And there was not, nobody like started out, you know, and then just blew the hell up. Um, and I think Mooney has, is on that trend and he's somebody who can do it. Um, but I think we probably should have brought in, but I don't know what the options were. You know, maybe, maybe that's, maybe they tried and <clears throat> the, the money wasn't right. And the pieces weren't right. And, you know, what, who was asking for what just didn't work out. Um, AC, what about you, man? What do you think of how, you know, this wide receiving core looked yesterday and, and uh, you know, what do you think their, their future is going to look like? I think Mooney is a number one. I think he can be a number one. If you look at his numbers, they're comparable to Terry McLaurin in Washington, who is a number one wide receiver. If you look at his height and weight, it is comparable to Stefan Diggs. He doesn't have those numbers yet, but he's been in a completely different offense as well. Uh, EQ, I wish I could have seen more of him. Tajay Sharp was out there making plays, doing what he had to do to keep himself from getting cut. I wish we could have seen some Valus Jones, but I guess he's dealing with a nagging injury. I'd love to see how they're going to use him because I saw him up close and personal here in Lexington last year, and he tore us up. <laughs> so I know he can make plays. I know he breaks tackles and all that kind of stuff. Um, I know it's not a wide receiver, but I would have liked to seen Cole Komet yesterday just to see – because he yeah. was working with Mooney and Fields this offseason as well, building that timing and that and, and that chemistry together. And then he didn't I don't he didn't play, did he? I don't think he did. No. So so we yeah. we still don't know about that or Montgomery if he's continued to ascend as a pass catcher. Um because we saw um we saw Herbert with drops. I mean he had plays where he had some space in front of him and he just dropped the ball and yeah, that, three times i think and that's hurtful to see especially if you're when you're trying to when, when everyone wants to see what we got you know because we blamed a lot on the scheme and and Nagy's scheme and i was never a fan of it the way he ran it so we want to see what we've got moving forward um as far as going out and signing a big name I mean, Julio Jones has been a shell of himself since he left Atlanta. OBJ tore his ACL in the Super Bowl. Uh, these are names that I've seen Bears fans bringing up as, why didn't we go get this guy? And I just feel like Ryan Pohl said it when he came in. He said, we're going to go out. We're going to get guys who are hungry to make a football team and prove that they were either misused or underutilized. And that's exactly what he did with bringing in Pringle and EQ and and hitting the draft with Velas Jones, the 25-year-old rookie, which everyone made a huge deal about. Yeah, that doesn't bother me. Uh, it doesn't <laughs> me either, especially when Greg Gabriel came on here and was talking, you know, he's, I think, six months older than Devin Hester was when he was a rookie, and Hester worked out just fine. So um, it's still early. It's one game preseason. But I think we'll be okay in that position, honestly. I think we'll surprise some people even. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I think it's a lot of uh, 
there's a lot that's left unseen still. Um, obviously, with Velas Jones not playing with, and you know, with Mooney and them having their their you know what two two drives. I mean, I think that there's a lot left unseen. And then again, I mean, you got to look at it like it's a preseason game. You're not going to come out with all of your, you know, exactly how your offense is going to run. You're not going to come out and hit everything. You're not going to give your week one opponent a fucking scouting report. You know what I mean? Outside of just the basics. And I think a lot of that comes into it too. I think some of these offensive plays we've seen were, were fundamental. They're, they're plays that we're going to use. And some of the plays that we've seen, we're like, Hey, let's give this a shot, see how it works out, see how we scheme, see how we fit. Um, and a lot of times during these, these preseasons, I mean, we, we spoke about it in the past, but a lot of times during these preseasons, coaches will say, you know, Hey, let's look at this second and eight as a third and two. I want, you know, let's scheme it like we're in a third and two. We need the first down and they'll play different scenarios that they won't play in the regular season. Um, just to try to see how their team's developing in this and to, to focus on these points. So I don't know, man, I think, I think that they will be, Oh, I'll say I'll say above average. I think they're going to be above average receiving core, uh, but that also comes down to how the offensive line holds up. Um, you're not going to be able to pass the ball if you're laying on your fucking back. So uh, I think they have the potential to be an above average, above average receiving core. And uh, you know, from there, I guess we'll just you know see how, see how this whole thing pans out and plays out. Um, Chris, what do you think, man? What are your thoughts on on all that and and uh, you know, just how, how they off or how that receiving core executed. Um, I feel regarding his sort of uh, receivers, it sort of sums up the whole organization how it's at the moment for me, really. I think basically this year they're just getting a lot of players to plug in and play, like you say, players who have got who are still to prove themselves in the league. And I still think a lot of emphasis is on what's going to happen next year with the, with the salary cap, and then maybe that's when you can start. You know, delving seriously into the free uh, agency market. Yeah, yeah. agreed. And I think, I think, hopefully this year, you know, some of these guys, these, uh, what do you want to call them? Oh yeah, I, I know. I'll play. I want us to win this year, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I think like I'm some not of these a tanker, guys. Man. I don't do the tanker. <laughs> I think some of these guys that we got, like AC was saying, these uh, hungry guys. It's kind of like JUCO. You know what I mean? Like these guys who who fucking don't have the grades or, or they just didn't get the opportunities and they end up they end up having to prove themselves. Um yeah. I think right now, like outside of Mooney, you can call our damn wide receiving core the JUCO. Um, and we'll see we'll see how they develop and, and where they what they turn into because this might be a fucking like last chance wide receiver university over here. And uh, you know, we'll see how it goes from there. Um, well they talked about the coaches that they brought in being good teachers and like i've even who doesn't say that who says i hired a coach but he's a really bad teacher <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean the guys that they brought in have shown a history of doing it though it's yeah not just it's not just yeah, true yeah this guy's a great teacher but there no, is a guy that i'm seeing in the chat uh i spoke about it on the bear debate the other day cole beasley's a guy that i've got my eyes on as far as free agents if we look at someone like that and the reason being is uh, I was listening to Hogan Johns and they talked to other writers that have franchise quarterbacks and what their quarterbacks looked like going into year two. And one of those was the, the beat writer in Buffalo. And when Josh Allen was going into year two, his top two targets were John Brown and Cole Beasley. So Cole Beasley 
has shown the ability to help a young quarterback succeed and ascend to the level that they want. So that might be a name to look at. That I, I just wanted to bring it up because I keep seeing the name in the chat, and I didn't want yeah. them to think I like, I'm ignoring I like it. Beasley, though, and I think I think all of us do. I think there's all of us like that tough grit uh, – you know, I mean, that scrappy fucking dude, that Wes Welker-esque, you know, the first couple of seasons with Welker and Beasley. And you got these like these dudes who just make plays. They're just they're just there. They take hits. They make plays and they're just scrappy. Um, I've seen somebody put about Beasley's locker room or, or attitude or, or how he jives with, with other players. I don't know anything about that. Um, I'm not sure if that's really a reason or, you know, who knows? Most of the time. The issues were surrounding COVID and his lack, his, his desire to not get vaccinated, and that caused mm. rifts at the time. That's what yeah, yeah, gotcha. Um, yeah, so I mean, I'm down. I'm down if we need it. I mean, maybe we don't need it. Maybe that's just money wasted. I mean, if we can come into this thing with, you know, you know, EQ and damn Mooney and Valus Jones and Tajay Sharp and Cole Komet, I think that's enough. I mean, I think it's enough to 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 move your offense and get it going. Um, maybe you don't need a true, you know, top guy that you want to, you know, that's kind of already got some wear and tear on the tires. Maybe you just make your new top guy um, and go go from there. So, yeah. I, I think that's always the best way to go um, instead of trying to steal one of these big names. Because um, normally, if there's a big name available, there's reasons or issues behind why he's available, um, and we really don't need any of that. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on this new coaching staff um, all around? You've seen some some interactions, you know, at FanFest. You've seen interactions throughout camp. You've seen some interactions with coaches and players. Um, yesterday, we, we talked about it earlier. You've seen Getze and, and Fields kind of sit down, and they're going over a couple of plays together. What are your thoughts so far on, on how they've kind of developed this team and, and their schemes? Uh, Jordan, we'll just start with you, man. You know, thoughts on – any one of them, you know, who, who you like, who you think it might be missing the mark. Uh, what's your thoughts on this new coaching staff? I think I'll take a sweeping positive view about this. If there was actually one thing that I probably liked more about that game than anything yesterday, it was the coaching staff. And don't get me wrong. Trenton Gill looked awesome. Sanborn looked awesome. Brisker, Sharp had some good plays, all that. But if you're talking just about the scheme and just the team in general, let's start with offense. It's vanilla preseason Everybody basically knows the concepts, the plays that you're planning on running because we're not going to get too exotic. So if we're breaking it down to just the base bare bones, what you're looking at, can we at least have some semblance of rhythm, patterns, play calling to where it looks somewhat cohesive, where -hmm. we're not running, you know, two screens a game. Maybe you're mixing an end around in there. You're running sound concepts. We saw a smash concept. There was a couple levels, concepts some floods. Uh, so I'm liking what I'm seeing there, where at least from Getsy, it looks like the guy has an idea of how to move from A to B to C to D in a methodical manner that makes sense. And then on defense, it's – I mean, this is why you bring Eberflus in, right? The whole idea is you play disciplined levels of ball and you're going to bring in all your guys from Colts defense. I expect that that defense that we had yesterday to play like the Colts, which – is an opportunistic, stingy defense. They fly to the ball. They hit hard. They're looking to force turnovers. Sure, there wasn't any of the highlight Shaq Leonard plays where he's punching a ball out and Kenny Moore picking it up and running it back. But, look, Sanborn had a beautiful interception 
where yeah. I mean he's he's riding the hip pocket and the low shoulder of that tight end jumps in front of it. Brisker almost had one where he jumped in and picked it. Uh, Sanborn showing that he's by the ball picks up that fumble. I think that when you talk about the entire team in the last part is the special teams. I mean, look, it's a preseason game, but I want nothing more for my punter. If he has to be out there because the offense isn't performing, at least do us a solid and pin the opposing offense back within the five, 10 yard line. Yeah. And Carlos Santos kicking on the, maybe the world, the, the NFL's worst field still putting up field goals. There's really not much to complain about. That is probably my, my most impressive enjoyable part of yesterday is it felt like the coaching staff was uh, probably the, the highlight of the day. Yeah. And that's kind of why, why I wanted to get to it. Cause I felt the same way, man. I mean, um, <clears throat> like I told you guys, I was out on the boat all day yesterday. I watched uh, maybe the first half here and then went out on the boat, hit up a couple of fucking breweries and shit and was checking in, you know, watching when I could, but I came back and watched the rest of it this morning. And I, one of the big things I seen, obviously outside of players and Sam Bo- you know, and, and everybody uh, was just, the team looks like they're executing and operating a lot more fluid than they had in the past. Um, there, there are buildup of plays. There are plays that are building off of each other instead of just the randomness fucking throwing shit at a wall, you know, statement. And, and there is, I don't know. I just think it's, I think it's more, you know, the, the whole system just looks like it's operating better. Um, what that gets us, I don't know. I seen somebody earlier say, you know, don't sleep on the kill Harry. Uh, didn't he have sh- ankle surgery yesterday? Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hi. He'll probably be back week six to week eight if I had to guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's another point. Uh, another guy, we didn't really mention him when we were talking about wide receivers, but hey, um, you know, there's that. But uh, I don't know. I do think, I think the coaching staff looked good. Um, and, even though I will, I will give you know, give us an out here saying, yeah, they look good, but is there anything really to fight for on the line right now? It's just preseason week one. Um, there's they don't have their back against the wall yet. There's nothing that's you know stressing them out at this moment because um, it's just you know seeing what you got. So we'll see how they are when their backs against the wall or when we need that last drive to you know to fucking win a game or we're put in that position. So. I just think so far so good. You know, there's nothing blatant that you're just like, what the hell? And, uh, you know, so far it's going. So, KB, what do you think, man? What's, what's your thoughts on it all? Man, it was uh, it was refreshing to see the camera get panned to a coach and you not see his head buried in the playbook. I yeah. think I think that was that was the biggest part to me. Nothing, nothing seemed like it was like it was too much. You know, we didn't see the timeouts to to just to think about whether or not we're going to exactly like we're going to take the timeout just to see if we're going to throw the flag. As, as yeah. soon as the, as soon as we had a challenge, it was it was lights out. If we wanted to go for it on fourth down, it wasn't a hey, let's take a timeout to try to figure this out. It was already relayed to the offensive coordinator. Hey, this is what we're going to do in this situation. So you don't have to get with me. You can just go ahead and go do it. You, you, it seemed to be more cohesive, you know. I, I don't know if it's because we've been, we've just had it so bad for the past fucking decade with all these coaches that we finally get one that's halfway decent so far. And it's like, okay, that's, that's how the operation is supposed to run, you know. It's, yeah. it's, it's people are talking, 
<laughs> and it's, look, at it's Chubbs, not... look at Chubbs' comment. And there is no no delay. No delay again. Out of time time out. Out. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we're shooting for the fucking stars over here. You know what I'm saying, man? But you you heard Eberflus talking about it in his presser, man. He, you know, it it, it was a lot. It was a lot of talking with the refs, and that's something I I got to get used to. But when he got to talking about the position coaches, you see you see a, a shot of Gessie. Guess he's attentive. He's looking at the field to see what the fuck is going on. Like I said, not buried in his playbook. You you see Allen Williams looking at the field, walking up and down the sidelines. Mm-hmm. It's like I said, it's just refreshing. Is it now? I don't want to just be cliche and say, oh, it's only because it's a new culture staff. No, it's because we're not used to that at all. We've we've seen dysfunction for the better part of a decade. So now we're starting to get the glimpses of what an actual coaching staff might look like, you know? So I'm, I was, I was, I was very, I, I appreciated the shit out of that. Uh, I, it, like I said, just watching the defense play, you could tell, dude, it's something, it was something different in the way they were coached because it, you didn't see these 10 penalty games. We got five penalties yesterday. This is our first game out dog. It's, this is not the worst thing in the world. Like I, I really feel like this this head coaching staff is is putting these kids to the fire and doing what they're supposed to do, man. So like I said last night, I, I enjoyed watching it just from the coaching aspect. It was amazing. Yeah, for sure. I think I think uh, and most of the chat looks like they're on the same page too. Uh, maybe it is just a breath of fresh air, um, but we'll see. So far, so good. Like you know, like we said, um, we'll see how they are on their backs against the wall. See how, how they go from there. Uh, AC, I think it was uh, Bear Truth Nine or some somebody was asking, "What's your thoughts on Jenkins and how did he look to you?" Uh, Shannon just repeated it down here too. Um, what's your thoughts on how Jenkins looked? I mean, remember at this point last year, everybody's like, "Oh, he's the fucking future. He's the foundation." And there was a couple of us that were definitely against that statement. Um, yeah. And I will say, I was one of them that was like, "Fuck this." Um, and I think me and you went back and forth a couple times, or me and somebody did went back and forth a couple times about the belief in the player. Um, my needle is still fucking pointing down, but go ahead. What do you think, man? I mean, he looked fine on the right side. He, he didn't do anything to really sway me, uh, largely. I gotta be honest though. I was watching on NFL network and the fourth quarter the game for me i don't i don't know if this was all over for everybody the game for me just cut off and went to a football life and like they played two of them in a row so i didn't get to see a ton of jenkins but i saw some of them and he looked fine he didn't do anything he didn't really do anything to move the needle one way or the other for me i wouldn't mind seeing him get more reps on the right side against starters to see how he does because I feel like he has that ability. And if they're not going to play Riley Reef, you might as well see what you got in him. Even if it's for draft stock, you know, or, or trade stock, you know, they, they, there were rumors that he was on the trade block. He came out and said that he wasn't and that he was fine with the coaches and back and yeah. all that back and forth. But uh, I mean, if he's, if he's not practicing or playing, he doesn't have any trade value yeah no value so, so i mean it, he was fine um i like him better just, on the right side than i did the left side i like Bryce yeah Jones on the left side i think maybe for me it's more so of 
the draft stock where he was taken. Um, and it's no, no shot at the player. Like the player doesn't put himself there. The league puts him there or the, the teams put that expectation on him. Um, and I'll say, I don't think he's reached that. And I don't think he's going to reach that. Um, if you're talking about him just being a, a value added lineman, then sure. Cool. Um, his pass protection sucked. I thought, um, I think he's still, I don't know, maybe it's his head. Maybe, I don't know what it is, but I just don't think he's what, you know, we are who they thought they were. Uh, I don't think he's fucking along those lines of, you know, yeah. being, of being who we thought he was going to be or who a lot of people thought he was going to be. Um, but you know, whatever, maybe he'll get better. Maybe this coaching staff turns it around. Maybe, maybe those, you know, a couple of those nagging injuries that he had are are a big part of it. Who's who's to say? I don't know. I just don't think that he's what uh, what we had or originally thought when he was drafted. Uh, Jordan, what do you yeah. think, man? Um, you guys can't get me started on this fucking topic. <laughs> you you know about me because you don't know me. I'm probably the biggest Kevin Jenkins fan you'll find. It's like, it's okay. like I take the shit personally. Like you're talking about my boyfriend, but he's not. Just, <laughs> I, I, like, look, I'm, I, I, look, Barflies, we love you being here. I'm going to call Chubbs out a little bit because he's talking some shit about, oh, good thing our backup quarterback has a good stiff arm because, you know, Tevin Jenkins, and he sucked at pass pro. <laughs> I mean, well, first off, Chubbs, like, let's get your analysis on it. Let me tell tell me why you think he sucked. Because you want to talk about a guy that's been a Chicago Bear for a while was Charles Leno. And I know everybody hates Charles Leno. I'm not telling you he was the best tackle ever. Yeah. I don't a, hate him. I like him, but go ahead. There's a certain point, Bobby, where, look, <laughs> we need just don't get our guy fucking killed. Don't be a yeah. turnstile. Are you getting Trevor Simeon or Justin Fields killed? No. Were the pass sets perfect? Absolutely not. Did he allow pressure way too quick? Yes. Is it his first game back? Yes. But at any time, did he just completely whiff a block? And let Azur Kamara or George Karloftis, a 2022 first-round pick, hell of a player out of Purdue, did at any time, did he just go, oh, shit, I let him cross my face, and now he's just going to blow into my quarterback? No, so before you start telling me that Tevin Jenkins sucks and he can't do pass pro, put some fucking context on it, because I just think that that's lazy-ass analysis. And, yes, you can see I'm getting heated by it. It pisses me the fuck off, because you want to talk about the Bears' offensive line yesterday. Look, anybody that doesn't know me, I, I care about the offensive-defensive line. If there's a specialty of what I view – that's what I'm talking about. You've got me fired up now because you want to talk about Khalil Herbert and how he didn't perform yesterday. How about getting the line to push the defensive line off the ball for fucking two or three yards so that he has an opportunity to cut the ball back? You've got the offensive line going east and west with no push, and you want your running back to turn magic out of that, pulling a rabbit out of his ass. That's bullshit. You want to talk about Tevin Jenkins specifically. There was not a – I put this on Twitter. There's not an iota or a modicum of a guy that pushed the ball – pushed his defender off the ball the way Tevin Jenkins did yesterday. I can show you clips of Tevin Jenkins fucking burying guys on the Chiefs defense. Braxton Jones, Cody Whitehair, Sam Mustafer, Jatire Carter, Zach Thomas. Nobody did it like Tevin Jenkins. So as much as you want to say he's rough, it's one game back. Give him his fucking reps and cut the shit. I'm sorry. That's my soapbox. No, I get it. I, it pisses me off. Yeah, Tevin's a no. tough topic for me. No, that that's fine. But let's let's stay on it for a second. So look, my my thing with Jenkins, like I had kind of said on the um, like as we were going, was, and it might not be a shot at him. It might be a shot at the organization. But he was brought in to be somebody I don't believe that he was ready to be yet. Um, and at what seventh picks, round two, seventh pick, they you know. So, 
thought that they were going to throw him at left tackle, um, injuries, injuries. That was my biggest concern yeah. was trying to throw him and at left tackle. That's what mean. I don't agree with. Jenkins, yeah. uh, personally, you know, whatever, you're going to r- run a fucking golf cart up a hill and then you're going to turn around and have a back issue. Um, maybe that happened right there, but it's nothing that I think he personally brought on, right? I think that the potential where they – where they bookmarked this kid to be and what they had said that they were going to do with him looks negatively upon the kid now because he wasn't that. And whether the coach wanted him to be that or not, you know, yeah, I want my fucking kid to be an all-star fucking whatever basketball player. Bitch can't dribble. You know what I'm saying? Like it ain't going to work, you know? And and when you put those expectations in into place, I think it makes the kid look worse than he is. I think he's good. I think he, he can play, but like you said, he needs more reps, whatever, all that. Now on the Charles Leno thing, people are going to be like, yeah, well, what about Leno? Leno was a seventh round fucking pick who didn't miss a game for like fucking six years, five years, whatever it was. I mean, that's straight durability. And can he play? Sure, he could play. Did he miss some fucking blocks? Yeah, but everybody on the line is going to miss a block here and there. Everybody's going to miss some shit. And like you said, it's not the revolving door um, or the give up. Um, but, I mean, we're, we're talking about a seventh round versus a fucking second round. And sure. the lab- the labels that were put on these dudes as what you're going to be in the future versus, hey, look at, look at what we found. We got this fucking gem and we cleaned them up. And now look. Um, so I think he was already at a negative point. Jenkins was coming into this season, um, going last season with all the he can be. He's the left tackle of the future and fucking arm length and this and that, whatever. Um, the the bar was set way too fucking high for this kid to just come in and play football, get fucking reps, and get put where he needed to be. Um, and that's kind of where I am on Jenkins. It's not Jenkins' fault. It's the fucking past coaching staff's fault and. Let the kid just do what he needs to do and go from there. Go ahead, KB. I, I was going to say, man, I also think it stems from the fact that I don't I don't remember if anybody remembered those mock drafts and all the mock drafts that had us taking Tevin Jenkins in the first round. Uh, yeah. An immediate star was placed on this kid saying, oh, they got Justin Fields and they got Tevin Jenkins. Those are two first-round pick players. Mm-hmm. And this is just going to come in and it's going to turn the, the damn franchise around because you got a stalwart now who can play left tackle and you got this this fucking phenomenal talent at quarterback. And then you looked at the dysfunction that we had in the coaching staff. Yeah. Uh, like you said, we get we get Tevin Jenkins and we found out the reason why he slid. He was hurt. So yeah. you get him coming in. He doesn't have the practice reps. He doesn't have the game reps. So, of course, he's going to be rough around the edges. But it's the it's the, the fact that no matter that you, you see it's – pretty it's, it's damn near the same conversation you got with Justin Fields. You see all the intangibles. You see the talent. You see what the kid can potentially be if he gets the coaching and the practice and the reps that he needs. If he does all that, we sit here and we say Justin Fields can be an elite quarterback talent. Jenkins, he gets what he needs. He can be – an elite tackle. You just have to give the man the time. He has not had the reps. He just got back, which yeah. is another thing. I'm kind of on, on the on the the same stand that Jordan is on. Like, dude, the dude literally just came back like last week. Like, chill the fuck out. He's stepping in off of nothing and and going up against NFL players, bro. I can guarantee you, you can train a fucking year, and I guarantee you're not getting in there and doing anything that Jenkins did. 
and that's just that's just the God honest truth. Like I said, give the kids some time. Hope hopefully you you can get something whooped into shape during this preseason and maybe the first game or two. But yeah. he he is a, a a valuable asset on this line. He has the talent to be an, a, a, a phenomenal tackle. We just have to give it the time. And that's, and that's all it is. Yeah. Let, let him grow. Let him grow. We'll see what happens. Like we're, we're saying, I mean, I know everybody's in here beating the drum on him uh, back and forth. There's some people that love him. There's some that don't. Um, but like we kind of said, there's, it's been one game. Um, I just think the kid was, was ruined by expectation. Um, and that's where a lot of this opinion comes from. Uh, and labeled to be something that he might not be or he might not be for at least, you know, maybe the end of this season or whatever, but he's got the traits. He's got, he's got, you know, what he should have, obviously. Um, We just need to see it come into play and go. And I don't know, like I said, my needle, my needle's still pointing down, but I want to see this kid start to move it up. Um, And that's taking everything else away. Then you had the trade talk. You're kind of like, all this shit being thrown at the kid is not fucking does not, you know, isn't good for growth, but I just want to see him come around and, and fucking take this thing. Cause it's not like, it's not like there's not an opportunity there. There's plenty of fucking opportunity for him to fit in on this line and be a, a solid fucking starter for the bears for years to come. Um, and, and we'll see, man, we'll see how it all pans out and, and go from there. Um, what else we got? What else you guys want to touch on? You want to hit on, uh, let me look at what this is. I, real quick. I do want to say this real quick about the wide receivers. Cause I, you know, I know, I know people are like, Hey, y'all gonna have all this money next year. I need people to understand this, but next year, the wide receiver market is not going to be what this year's was. It's not even going to be fucking close. Right. The, some of, some of the highlight players that you're looking at are going to be McCole Hardman, Juju Smith, Schuster, <laughs> Nelson Aguilar, Byron Pringle, Alan Lazard. If we're not drafting a wide receiver, I, I need people to understand this. What we have better fucking develop. Darnell Mooney to me is a 1A. I would love to see somebody else come in and, and take a little bit of the heat off of him and kind of be like a 1B. But the truth of the matter is, what you see now is pretty much what you're going to get unless we draft somebody. Uh, there's going to be a few talented kids that come out next year. If we we have a, a spot for it, man, they want to take somebody in the first round. All, I'm all for it, but then it comes the question of, hey, do you want to take a, a a three tech? Do you feel like there's somebody better on the old line? But the fact of the matter is, what we have is I feel like is what we're gonna have. Uh, I know a lot of people are. I I, I wanted to say this real quick because I I know a lot of people are are haters of the kid. I would love us. To bring Will Fuller in if he wanted to take a shot at playing, if it was a vet man, I hate that idea, bro. I, 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 you, I can't look, stand it. Will Fuller cannot. You talk about everyone that everyone's bringing up is always hurt. Like we're mad that these guys that, are hurt right now. Why that's what, that's what I'm saying on the vet men. Bring him in on vet men. If, if, to that point, <laughs> I'm with it, but I'm just like to, to AC's point too. There's he a, is always hurt. There's a reason why these guys are available right now because they yeah, usually have that, some black mark on their record. That, that's the and that's how it's gonna be. It, it, like I said, it's not gonna get any better than what it is right now. <laughs> but I mean, like I said, I, I'm I'm all for it. I understand the man is always hurt, but like I said, if you he, if he's willing to take a vet man to come in and play, what's the fucking what's what's the problem? 
Yeah, I'm, he, if he don't make it, the man don't make it. Then all right, then you cut his ass. No I, harm, no foul. I think Swift's got a point here, and this is the whole point with OBJ, with Emmanuel that might Sanders, be with Will Fuller. If you have to take a vet mid, why the hell would you come, you to, come Chicago? to Chicago? Like, <laughs> like, Fields, goddammit! I'm going to San Francisco. I'm going to Buffalo. I'm going to Green Bay. I'm at, I'd go into other places before I come to Chicago on a vet mid. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. Um, I, I mean, honestly, I think I think just a draft is going to be – I mean, you draft a wide receiver. I see – dude, I think Mooney, Bayless Jones, those two are going to fucking be the one and two. I think Tajay is going to put in his work. He's going to get get the reps. He's going to get what he's got. Harry comes back. Um, I, I honestly don't – I'm not stressing the wide receiver core. Um, depending on how these guys work out, I think it'll be – enough to work with man if you if you're gonna throw 47 fucking times and a half then maybe um but if you're looking at like the the offenses how we i guess have been pitched how it's gonna go right like rpo style run heavy whatever i think you're good with Monty, with fucking Mm -hmm. cole comment with damn mooney with velas with sharp i think you're good with these guys and harry when he comes back i mean EQ maybe I mean we seen him what he ran an end around yesterday he had a little bit of plays but but he's not there to be a fucking monster and pull in fuck hundred yard games and that it's just not what he's there for um so I think I think what we have is will be fine if it develops right and then you go from there and continue to build um said when I said this and no fuck Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> when I said back in the bar fight tailgate during before we kind of went on the hiatus, man, this system isn't really predicated on having a dominant number one. That's just the honest to God truth. It's not even predicated on having a dominant running back. They they go by stable. So you just gotta find a way to make the shit work, man. Uh you, you just need like you just need literal production from everybody. Not every anybody who needs to be a superstar right now. Just do do your damn job. Yeah. Yeah. And and the the, the offensive move. That's all. Well, I mean, even in Green Bay, you had your number one, Devontae Adams, and then nobody else was getting targets. So yeah. if that's the, the uh base of this offense, you're gonna have Mooney getting a lot of the targets. Cole Komet, if he is able to get open and actually catch the ball. And then you're going to see a lot of using David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, and Ebner, who we saw yesterday, regardless of who he was playing against. Ebner looked fast. I mean, he was he was doing his thing. So I think that's where we're going to see a lot of the target shares. And as far as the draft next year, buddy, you know me. I'm a draft guy. I've already oh, yeah. looked at – Oh, yeah. Uh, this dude's already got mocks. <laughs> hey, I, don't, I haven't <laughs> ran any mocks yet. But if the Bears end up with a top ten pick, I'm thinking uh, the kid that just went to USC. I think his name Addison. is Addison. Addison, or a guy that I saw, he actually got hurt when he was playing against Kentucky last year from LSU. You know LSU's Who got they? those wide receivers. Yeah, Who they? yeah, he's uh, he's good. So uh, that might be somebody that other Bears fans in the chat. I thought we might need a left tackle, but honestly, I like Braxton Jones. I, I'm going to give him oh, a yeah. shot, let him I'll see how see he's him. doing, um, yeah. see if his 35-inch arms can keep uh, uh, Aiden Hutchinson back. So shut up, Don Burr. And, Man, uh, fuck Aiden Hutchinson. 
And on Michigan fans. <laughs> so what? <laughs> I got to tell you, AC, are you familiar with Cedric Tillman, Tennessee wide receiver? That's my guy. Yeah, he was uh, – he's a big dude, right? Yeah, 6'3", 200, 215, mm-hmm. out of Vegas. Killer X receiver. Yeah, yeah. He, hey, man. I mean, they used Valus a lot in that game last year, but I feel like every time they would throw a deep ball, it was to that guy. Because uh, I remember he had long dreads, right? He's got dreads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I believe he cut him recently, but, yeah. No, he's, yeah. A, he's a good player. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think – all right, well, the last thing, we, well, we got another game in four days, right? Yeah. We played Thursday night against Seattle. Yeah, Thursday we're heading to Seattle. Heading lights. To, which which will be good. I mean, it's a it's another test for the coaching staff. You're going to a place mm-hmm. where it's been a solid team, you know, in years past. Uh, we'll see how, how it turns out now. But you got the 12th man. You got a loud stadium. You got a lot of, of extra additives, which, you know, which you wouldn't get from Detroit. Fuck you, Domber. And, uh, you know, just, just things like that. Uh, Don loves when I fucking compare everything to Detroit. But, you know what I mean? So it's, a, it's another test for them, and and we'll see pr- maybe some more reps. It might be the uh, roughly the same. But overall, yesterday, um, <clears throat> what was your thoughts? Did your thoughts on the team sway one way or the other after seeing the first preseason game? Um, did you see anything that you – found more potential or maybe something that you thought was going to be good and and is kind of is kind of lacking. Uh Jordan, we'll kick it with you, man. Thoughts overall yesterday did you know has this team moved at all one direction or the other? Yeah, I think I mean, it's always more complicated than to say it's just straight up or straight down, but I'll be I'll right. take it a little bit more positively. I'll say that the arrow's pointing up. I think that I'm most excited to see and you're already seeing some progress and proof of this that they're letting the kids play and the kids are hungry to earn their spot. And I think that at the end of the day, it's not going to win you a Super Bowl, but it's going to make you a real scrappy team that's a tough customer. And I, I hope that we are flying under the radar the way that so many teams every year do and then come out. And like I said, maybe you're not winning a Super Bowl, but you're punching a few people in the mouth by surprise and winning a few games that you shouldn't be. Yeah. AC, what do you think, man? I think the biggest thing I saw yesterday was effort. You know, Eberflus came out in his opening press conference. He said, we're going to be an effort-based team. We're going to run that hits philosophy, and we saw it on the field yesterday, whether it was the starters or it was the guy who might be selling insurance next week. These guys were out there playing hard, uh, played to the whistle. That's how you end up with turnovers um, because everyone's punching at the ball and, and, and being in the right spot. And I think that bodes well. I know 98% of bets in Vegas have been for the under of our six-and-a-half win total. And those buildings in Vegas weren't built on anything. I would bet the over. At the very least, I think we get seven games this year. And it comes down to not only the way this team is played. We saw it from one game, but that if that continues, it's only going to – you know what I mean? And these are young, hungry guys who are fighting for a job plus our schedule, and we didn't touch on it because he's not on the Bears, but Zach Wilson got hurt again yesterday. Is this guy going to end up – when are we going to start putting the injury-prone tag on him? So that's the team we play. We might be playing against Joe Flacco that week or something. I don't even know who they got in the backup. Uh, And then you got the Giants, Commanders, NFC East, really. I mean – Yeah. The Lions. Of course, the Lions (laughs) are two wins. I mean – (laughs) <laughs> but uh, that's my biggest thing is that I saw <clears throat> effort. 
Uh, yeah. This team looked like they quit on Nagy last year, and I think that had a lot to do with the way Nagy is. Um, and and I think the arrow's pointing up, just like Jordan said. We're, we're- yeah. I think, honestly, our expectations or my expectations, I'll say personally, going into the year, we're, we're fucking low. Um, I did have them right around six, I guess, but I just thought that, you know, with the new coaching staff, new this, new that, uh, the pieces that are that were taken out um even though a lot of those pieces didn't do shit like whatever i get mac was a huge piece to lose but mac was lacking in a lot of fucking things that we brought him in first year was good then whatever man it wasn't as bad as robert quinn's first year i won't say that and he's fucking khalil mac but i wasn't really hurt too much or or upset with with him leaving um i'm okay with the with the build for the future like that uh keem hicks is you know one that i wanted to stay um, but he's old. He's older, man. You know, I wanted him to stay. I wanted him to come back and play. But whatever. I get it. I get I and get the, the thing, moves. The thing with Mac, I talked about this on the Bear Debate, you know, the other night. Um, he missed half the season, went on IR. And when yeah. Travis Gibson came in, we didn't really miss a beat. Travis Gibson had seven sacks, four force fumbles. Yeah. He was getting after it. So, And you've seen Gibson yesterday. I don't know if you've seen the pregame or any of that or right before kickoff, but Gibson – was the leader in the fucking middle of the whole team breaking it down before uh, before starting the game, um, and I think that's a, you know something to say a lot you know good about Gibson, um, but honestly I think the main thing that I like on this team is nobody's comfortable. There's not a spot where people are like oh this is my fucking job this is where I'm at I'm comfortable I mean you've seen it with Jalen Johnson in the preseason or the camp or prior to camp and that and I don't think anybody's really comfortable and seated in their position which brings out more of a drive and more of a fire and hunger of these dudes and I think like you like you said KB that you've seen it yesterday there was a excitement there's hard hits there's people flying around the ball um and it's a lot different than we've seen in the years past where guys were just kind of like well yeah this is my I know like I'm fucking starting, so fucking, you know. But there's more hunger on this team right now than there has been in years past, and and I like that. I think it's going. Chris, what do you think, man? Uh, yeah. I mean, regarding yesterday, it just felt like everybody was pulling in the right direction for once, you know. And it does feel like, you know, maybe things have took a corner, and it just felt like that's how a football team should run on the sidelines in a game. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, I think we're definitely going on the up. I, I mean, I, I sort of thought we might win about nine, possibly ten games. But I'm what probably going to go down to... And I, yeah, man. I, 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 that's <laughs> what I originally thought, but... Chris, Chris I, is I on think, that. He's uh, in that marijuana. <laughs> I think, man, i tell you what it is. It's, it's my, we're in the middle of a heat wave. My flat, it's like being in an oven. So, like, for the last two hours, it feels like the bridge has been... Cookie. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 but no, I mean, um, yeah, I, th- I think it just sort of the the, the make this thought like they're going in the right way. And it just uh, it was just good to see an head coach not with uh, a play sheet like this all the time, and then looking down, going, I hadn't really thought about what I should be doing for this part of the team as well. 
So uh, it's early days, and like you said, Bobby, as well, about nobody looks like you know the job's safe, and that's only got to be good. Yeah. Yeah, agree, man. Hey, uh, I know, KB, you wanted to touch on it. We kind of – well, we didn't go off the rails, but we kind of just uh, directed directed another direction or went another direction. But right guard, man, there's uh, – I think Bear Truth 9 maybe was the yeah, one, but there's a couple yeah, people asking – yeah, asking about the right guard position, man. Go ahead. What are, what are your thoughts on the right guard position? We'll kick it around to you guys. I don't really have anything right now. I mean, I say, go man, ahead. You, you, Schofield came in. Schofield looked look shaky. I, I get it. It was first first game for him back in a minute. I, I'm pretty sure he was injured last year, wasn't he? Uh, but get it's it's like it's like the same the same story with Jenkins, man. You got to get some of these dudes time. Schofield literally just got here about two weeks ago himself. Uh. You have to look. Jatari Carter looked decent with the backups. There you go. That's it. You have a training. You have a battle. Yeah. Let the best man win. Uh, there's no reason to even speak on the center. Uh, I seen he 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 said something about the center. Lucas Patrick has to come back. <laughs> Once he comes back, I'm I'm pretty sure you're gonna see a lot better center play. I, I've already mentioned that. That I I feel like that man is that big of a piece on that on that line. He he came in and literally people pointed at him and said, "Yeah, he's he's the captain." Enough said. Like I, you don't even need to say shit else. Uh, you have a battle at right guard, man. That's what it is. And then once my man's back from being hurt, you have your center. Yeah, if I, I guess I can kind of pick up on that and dovetail KV's point. And Al Four Thousand was here talking about like, do I think Jenkins, for example, should play the tackle or guard? And re- respect to the right guard position. To kind of poke a little bit of fun at the Jenkins situation. It feels like he hasn't been given the best developmental track. He's been shit on with his confidence, injuries, trade requests. I mean, if we're already going to kind of just continue to shit on the guy, you might as well ask him to really prove himself. And I, I'm being – I'm the right guard, baby. Yeah, well, I'm half joking, but I'm actually being somewhat serious here. If you want me to be critical about a guy that I'm a big fan of, and this goes back to some of his college tape, he isn't the best when dealing with speed rushers. Joseph Osai yeah. took him to task when he played Texas. And I mean, he uh, and Ronnie Perkins from Oklahoma, he had a few examples where these speed rushers yesterday, Azur Kamara had a couple good plays. Guys that are speedy off the edge, he has a hard time bending the arc with. Um, and so if that's really a concern where you feel like he struggles out on an island and you mm-hmm. want to sit there and kind of make his developmental path, hey, you want to be a tackle, you want to be paid like a tackle, you got to prove yourself. At the end of the day, we're talking about just put your best five out there, right? And yeah. if he's a guy that gets displacement and kills people off the ball, maybe his pass protection isn't great, then put him inside where he has some help from his tackle and his center, and mm-hmm. then just tell him to go to work and maul people in the run game. And at that point, great. Well, who's playing right tackle? Well, it's either Riley Reef or Larry Borum. I'm good with either. More like Yeah, so it becomes Braxton Jones, Whitehair, Patrick, Jenkins, and then you get Reefer or Borum out there. I'm not opposed to that. And then you okay it, to keep Tevin motivated. Hey, Tevin, if you really yeah, you get your build his confidence. Up, yeah, get yeah. get your confidence up. Build your path. <clears throat> you may have an opportunity to move back outside where you want to play, and you always have the inside outside versatility. Where God forbid Larry Borum or Riley Reef went down, you yeah. could then say Jenkins, let's move you out. And then we're going to push to tire Carter up or one of those other guys, Schofield to play guard in your in your place. 
Yeah. I mean, and I, I know we kind of touched on it enough, but that's kind of where I was last year on the whole on the whole Jenkins thing. Um, start him at inside, put him at guard, let him get a feel for the NFL. I mean, we showed some of the tape of him getting, uh, you know, getting the edge taken on him last year um, after, you know, once he first got here and all that. Um, and I think it's, I think it's the right move um, just to kind of build confidence, game speed, um, technique and, and start him there, even though I know it's an op, it's not the same technique, but just to kind of build the confidence and get him where he wants to be. Um, we just want to make sure the best five are out there, right? We just right. want to make yeah. sure you're putting the, you're giving Justin Fields the best chance <clears throat> because the five people ahead of him are the best possible permutation that you could come up yeah. with. Right. I don't care if Jenkins is your fucking center. Just just get the best <laughs> five out there. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you that imagine that, that motherfucker pulling. Ooh. Yeah, like I'm just <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, look as Bears fans, what we should care about is Justin Fields and making sure that he has right. the best year as possible. Keep him healthy, keep him upright. Right. Give him the best chance. And right now, that's a real concern watching Kansas City. Like like we said, not right. a top defense. He couldn't survive out there on relatively vanilla concepts. We don't want to have to result to, pour, to pulling rabbits out of a hat at every single drive. And you're really reaching into your bag to the deep depths of the playbook to try to get these magical plays to keep your quarterback upright. I just That's not a winning business model. Yeah. Agreed, 100%, man. Uh, what else we got? We got anything else we want to touch on before we, we wrap this thing up? I, I just want to say I was going to mention Jenkins being that right guard, but I seen Jordan go off on that dude, and I didn't want to. Hey, and Chubbs and I are cool, but and listen, <laughs> Bobby, you're still getting to know me, but AC knows this, KB, Chris knows this. Yeah. Barflies, if you're talking football with me, do not take it personal. I love this Oh. But I don't, yeah, no. like, I don't like takes that you're not willing to substantiate. So if we oh, say Dante Pettis is a bum, know that I'm going to ask you why. Prove <laughs> to me that he's a bum. Me and Dante yeah. are on first name texting basis on Twitter, baby. It's my yeah. dude. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to tell me, tell me Tevin Jenkins is getting beat by guys that are going to sell insurance. Then I need you to be honest about your representation. Is George Karloftis going to be selling insurance next offseason? No. <laughs> right. Substantiate right. your taste. Be fair. That's all I ask. And, and Chubbs, it's all love. Chubbs and I used to go back and forth. It's real shit on Twitter. We're cool about yeah. it. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think we all have, though. I mean, and that's okay. It's just the way it goes. And and I get it. I get what you're saying. And I kind of was – that's kind of why I, I explained where – I thought Jenkins kind of got the shit end of the deal yeah. and gets shit on a little too much than he needs to be. But then again, um, I do. I've been since day one. I thought he should be inside, you know, brand new fucking you get. Dra- Honestly, there's not too many guys in the NFL that I would say draft as a left tackle starts right away. There's I mean, those are a dime a dozen players. There's not really players that do that. No, um, yeah. So for so for him to build up, I think, was the key. And for the previous coaching staff to put the fucking whole thing on his shoulders. And, and it just started out rough for this dude. And he just needs to build in, like we said, confidence, whatever. And yeah, he should be on the line somewhere. Do I think he should be at left tackle? Not right now. Doesn't mean he can't be there eventually, but I think Mm -hmm. there's a lot of building mentally, physically that needs to happen with him prior to that. And to draft a kid in the second round and say that that's our left tackle is kind of rough to do to fucking anybody. Um, so that's where I was with that. Um, 
So yeah, where are we at? Let's uh, we got what we got four days. We got Seattle coming up. We're traveling. We're heading out to uh, Seattle. We got the Seahawks Thursday night football. Um, I think I think we touched on everything we we kind of wanted to touch on today. If there's no no more saved rounds, fucking I'm back on Twitter because AC put the link to the show <laughs> on Twitter, so I had to re fucking download it in order to to come to come join the guys today. <laughs> so so I got it back on there. I, I, I'll I'll get a little more active and be back in there a little bit. But I will say that it's there's a lot of times where Twitter was just pissing me off, man. I was getting pissed off at people's takes and I didn't even want to fucking look at them anymore. Um, <laughs> but, but that's, and then once the bears whole, you know, everything just happened and I was just like, all right, I'm out for a while. Let me get the fuck out of here. Um, but, but anyway, yeah. Like Aldo said, if you're on YouTube, click it with a thumbs up. Let's do any little shout outs or anything you guys got to say. KB start the day with you, man. Any little shout outs, anything you got before we wrap this thing up? <clears throat> oh man. It's good to be back on, man. So shout out to you boys. It's been it's been a while since I got to see y'all pretty mugs on the on the on the on the screen. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah, th- thank y'all, man, for having your boy back on. You know, I came a little late, but you know, <laughs> you know I'm, I'm sexy. I got to come in last. Uh, <laughs> it's part no, for the course, man. It's part <laughs> for the course. <laughs> uh, man, shout out to the chat, man. Because like I said, every it, it's it's a hell of a thing to interact with you people and then have people that actually a jump up that used to be at eight in the morning, nine in the morning, just to get on here and talk shit with us, man. That's yeah. it's humbling. It's, 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 it, it may, it makes us feel good about what we do, man. So we appreciate y'all in the, in the chat. Uh, shout out to all everybody that's on the network too, man. Everybody been doing anything. I see my boy, Jordan, like I said, been, been all over the damn place. You got AC on things, you know what I'm saying? To me, C-Dub and Bobby all on one damn boat. You know what I'm saying? Staring from across the river, like, yo, we, we'll be there eventually. <laughs> You're always welcome, but, mate. You're always welcome. Oh, thanks. <laughs> but uh, like I said, man, love you boys, man. Love the fans, man. Love the chat. Y'all, y'all in here, man. Hit the damn like button, man. Get a, get us, get us some exposure, man. You know what I'm saying? It does stuff for the YouTube algorithm. I hear, I hear. YouTube say that crap all the day. For nerds, all that good stuff. Yeah. You know all, all the nerd shit. Do all that. All the hit nerd the thumbs shit. Up. You know hit, hit the nerd thumbs shit up. going. Thumbs yeah. up, like, subscribe, you know uh, you know, retweet, do all of that good yeah. stuff. Hey, all of it. Get it real going. quick, man. Shout out Swift Sports Network, man, because I watch his YouTube channel too, man. So y'all, y'all follow that man too. He 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 spit some good facts. Uh, but yeah, bro, that's all I gotta say, man. Love y'all boys, man. Good to be back, man. Good to be back. Yeah, absolutely, man. And and the chat was the chat was going fucking nuts this morning. A lot of good input on there. A lot of good breakdown. A lot of a lot of just extra shit. I mean, that we're here to talk, right? But and talk about what we believe. But we also, I mean, you guys throwing stuff out there for us to hit on it and whatever. I think it makes it genuine and makes it, you know, just it just give it how it is, man. Swift, uh, you know, appreciate you in there. All all the other guys, um, fucking Chubbs, ain't seen you in a while. But I've, like I said, I took a little hiatus. I took I took the off season, man, and I and I and I hit my bulk phase with all that fucking car- season. Well, yeah, Bob, all that Bobby car- was out there in the room. mountains with a fucking monk robe on. Just I like- was, dude. <laughs> I was in, I was in the Georgia. I mean, just in the last month alone. <laughs> last month alone, it's been Florida, Georgia, Reno, uh, Arizona, Cali. 
and Virginia and North Carolina. So yeah, so, dude, I'm that was everywhere, man. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, it's great to be back. I think this is season number six for me. Aldo was texting me last week, and I think this is year six. So I mean, I got a longer tenure here than half the Hell. fucking players do on the Bears. You know, his you know last year, his contract, he got a he got a, he got a call Roquan to have him negotiate yeah, his holdings. Dude, I, I've, I've been on this team longer than the Bears been on that team for their fucking players i don't think there's anybody that's got a longer tenure than i do uh with the bears um <laughs> but but that's it yeah you, know, you know shout out to mr aldo gandia hopping in there uh you know good seeing you buddy and then everybody else in the chat it's great being back great to get this thing going and uh no i didn't retire yet jeff but you know maybe maybe one day i will never um, retire <laughs> <laughs> i'm not believing <laughs> but that, that, that's it for me over to chris chris you got any shout outs anything you want to say before we uh close this thing down uh, yeah, just just a uh, massive buzz being back for you guys, and obviously feels like the season's actually started, and it's great having you back on the show, Bobby. Absolutely amazing, mate. And uh, yes, yeah, so just been a blast, blast to be back and to see everybody, and uh, have a good chat about Bears uh, business. Uh, Over to next week, and hopefully we'll uh, keep this way going and uh, beat Sal on Thursday. Yeah, absolutely, man. And and next week, I mean, I don't know what we'll we'll get back with y'all when we're gonna kick it next week. Cause with a Thursday night game, who knows when we're gonna do this thing. Um, you know, maybe I'll just be drunk and hop on with Aldo right after the show and talk shit like I do sometimes. But whatever, <laughs> man. We'll we'll see how that thing goes. But uh yeah, absolutely. Jordan, over to you, brother. You got anything for the for the room, for the for the chat or whatever? Yes, sir. As always, to you gentlemen, I appreciate you having me on. It's just fun to always kick the shit and just talk about it and kind of work out our our issues get to let me vet about Tevin Jenkins a little bit. Love you, Chubbs. Uh, Barflies, thanks for hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Aldo, Aldo Swift, everybody, I appreciate you being here. I, as, as KB was saying, I'm kind of the worker bee at the moment. I try my best to be on and give opinions and takes analysis. Uh, you can catch me doing Bear Necessities every Thursday, 8, 8 p.m. Pacific, which is 10 Central, 11 Eastern as well as just occasionally doing pop-up shows, obviously with you gentlemen, which I'm looking forward to every Sunday morning before the show, uh, before the game rather, and then with Aldo whenever he needs me for whether it be a bear debate or post-game or anything like that. So uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jordan T. Silvera. Thanks for hanging out. And uh, I guess one last thing, Don Burr, you're still a coward. Bear down. Yeah, bear down. <laughs> over, to, over to the bearded Bearded, bearded, bearded Bears fan. Fuck, I can't even speak. Over to fucking AC. That's a lot easier to get out. Over to AC, man. You got any shout-outs? Anything you want to say before we wrap this thing up? Man, of course. Shout-out to y'all. It was, like I said, the offseason was nuts. I've been everywhere, just like Bobby. Uh, enjoyed my summer. Um, shout-out to you guys. It's nice to come back and chat. Shout-out to everybody in the chat room giving us – ideas and helping us move the show along honestly um shout out to my family man that my, my my wife she's been killing it she's been doing working her butt off so we can go to all these places and stuff uh <laughs> not that i don't work but she makes me yeah amazing. whatever she's dude a, we we know who's a, the breadwinner she's a registered nurse so she's the breadwinner uh, <laughs> but, uh, who's and uh I want, I want to send a special shout-out to my son. He just started football this year. He's in, going into sixth grade. I could have put oh, him yeah. in the youth league, but I was like, let's go ahead and get you on this middle school team, and you can learn um, all their stuff. So next year you'll be a veteran. You might not play this year, but hopefully next year you can get some playing time. But he seems to be enjoying it. He's falling in love with football. 
Uh, he kind of knows what's going on. We got him a season ticket this year, so he can go see Kentucky up close as well. So nice. Um, definitely a shout out to Scotty. And he asked me every week. He's like, "Did you talk about me on the show?" And I'm like, "Of course, <laughs> man. You're my guy." You know. So uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely wanted to give a special shout out to him. He probably would never watch this because. We, we uh have potty mouths but i just want to <laughs> so i can let him know that uh that, that he definitely got a shout out from from dad yeah you can so, at least uh, play him this part i won't say nothing for the last like five minutes yeah. uh, <laughs> but but that's great man glad you got him into football glad glad he's playing and not you know no better dude to learn it from man and just and you know grow that bond and 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 everything on the whole you know on the football side of the fence and uh and you know growing him into a fucking young dude well there it is sorry he can't listen anymore no uh, <laughs> but uh hell yeah so once again thanks to all you guys in the chat truly appreciate you being here with us uh thursday we got seattle night game in seattle like we said uh we'll see how this thing develops and how it goes and uh you know from here we'll you know come back with it uh next sunday i guess or maybe saturday who fucking knows we'll, yeah. we'll figure it out we'll let you guys know um <laughs> like i said i'm back on twitter at bobby underscore bombs ac thanks a lot for uh for bringing me back into the fold uh but uh this has been the the ac show we appreciate you letting us <laughs> letting you let us jo join you today uh 100 it's great being back with you guys great being back uh just talking bears and 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 having oh, some football you know what i mean having some live football to watch and go and uh, i mean and just from there man we'll see how this thing goes check it out uh check out the barroom network check out all the shows available uh like we said share like subscribe fucking all of it man throw oh, a man. thumbs up on the youtube channel if i mean if for nothing else throw a thumbs up for kb's arms you know what I mean? KB's got them. Oh, them oh, throw a thumbs up. Throw a thumbs up for that. Yo, yeah, baby. Yeah. But again, greatly appreciate you guys all joining us, and we're gonna leave you with a big old bear down. Bear down, bear down everybody. Bear down. Bear down.